Welcome to The Practice, a podcast dedicated to unpacking the challenges and joys of being human in this unprecedented time. Each episode will delve into a different aspect of the practice of living with the goal of leaving you empowered to go out into the world as your best self embodied. Hello, and as always, thank you so much for taking the time and energy to be here. I'm your host, Brooke Davidson. And today's topic is one that I'm really just relishing at the moment, and that would be this idea of things simply take the time it takes. So that mantra has been rolling around in my mind lately, and it really was kind of set into being when my husband and I recently purchased a house, and this house was a a pretty cool house. It's quite old and the paint I don't think had been updated for at least 30 years and so the people moved out and although they maintained the house well you could still see you know every square and other shape of anything they had hung up on the walls because the paint underneath was so much darker than the surrounding paint which had of course faded over time. And so it was one of those things where when we looked at the house originally, we thought, okay, the paint's pretty good. Maybe we'll update a couple rooms. And then, of course, seeing the house empty, we realized, oh, we are basically going to have to paint every single wall. And, of course, that process was intense. And we were on a a bit of a timeline. And so before we moved in, we spent, you know, days over there just painting. And... At first, I felt a little bit of a rush. I felt like, okay, we need to be getting this done. The prep work is taking too much time. And, you know, if you've ever done a big painting project before, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where having to cut in the edges and then put tape up and just, you know, all those little things that you don't see a lot of improvement with right off the bat. It just takes a lot of time. I was feeling a little antsy and it kind of came to me, you know what, it takes the time it takes and there's no rushing it. And if I rush it, all that's going to do is not change the amount of time it takes. It will maybe change the quality of paint job I do. It will also change my experience of it, right? I will either feel rushed or I will feel okay. And quite frankly, I'd rather feel okay. And so since then, I found plenty of other applications for this mantra. And the reason I want to share this with you today is to remind you that a lot of the rush, a lot of the stress, a lot of the pressure that is felt is usually self-imposed. Like there are a lot of things in our lives that really don't need to follow as strict of a timeline. And I say that knowing that, of course, there are things where there are hard deadlines, but there are also plenty of things where it's like, okay, what would actually happen if the deadline wasn't met? Mm, My plan would change, (laughs) you know, like, oh, I, I set the deadline. And it's hard sometimes, especially if you are like me and are a bit of a planner, it can be really hard to change and to adapt, even when we are the ones who created the plan in the first place and totally have the power to make changes after it has begun. 
There's a quote from Catherine May, who authored the book Wintering, which is all about not just the literal season of winter, but those figurative seasons of our lives where we find ourselves kind of separate from everyone else, from everything else, and needing to retreat. And sometimes this is very real depression. Other times this is more of a temporary or less intense or affective thing that we're experiencing. But we all go through those seasons of, oh, I I stopped doing this thing that I typically would do, or I just don't have the energy, or I just don't feel up to it. And she talks about it in a beautiful way. So if you have not read the book, I highly recommend it. I am actually still in process with it right now, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. But there's a quote from the book where she says, the problem with doing everything is that it ends up looking like nothing, just one long haze of frantic activity with all the meaning sheared away. Oof. I don't know about you, but that hits deep with me. Whenever I feel myself trying to keep up with all the different things, I look back and there are days and weeks and months at a time that have just become a blur. And pretty soon I realize that my days have been directed by a to-do list as opposed to by anything meaningful. And that, that doesn't sit well with me. And recently, just prior to reading this book, really only within the last year or so, I've been trying to make changes to accommodate that. And this goes back to the changing of plans, right? If we have expectations of ourselves, if we have plans for ourselves, and then suddenly we want to change them, again, there's an amount of inertia to overcome. There's also just kind of an internal acceptance of, oh, okay, this isn't going to go quite as I'd anticipated. And for me, that's always the hardest part. So an example of this would be I do bead weaving. I make woven seed bead earrings. And this is something that I've typically really dove into in the winter because it gives me something to do inside, out of the cold, etc. And this past winter, I realized that I was not enjoying that. It was becoming stressful to me. It was becoming just another thing on the to-do list. And I just didn't feel like I had the time or energy for it. And it was hard for me to accept that because I was like, well, I started this hobby for the winter. I started this so I'd have something to do during these long, cold nights. So if I'm not enjoying that, like what the heck am I doing? You know, and there's, there's of course more at play there than just the simple act of beating. There's all sorts of things tied to identity and expectation and what does it mean to be productive or worthwhile or all these other things, right? And not saying those things are justified, but that's, it's a true part of the experience, at least for me. So I had to really set myself down and say, hey, we're, we're going to drop this until it piques our interest again, until it becomes something that we're looking forward to. We're going to drop this. And I cannot tell you how pivotal that was. It was so hard to do. But as soon as I had made that decision, my goodness, my life felt better. I suddenly didn't have that pressure. And I told myself, you know, I can always pick it up again later. And it's hard sometimes if we have these hobbies or these outlets that we enjoy 
and we worry, oh my gosh, if I set it down, does that mean I'm just going to not come back to it? And what does that say about me? And what will, you know, I have all these customers lined up right now, but will I when I come back to it? And so on. And ultimately, the decision that we're making in that moment comes down to, can I handle this adaptation? Can I allow myself to really experience what I'm experiencing and not hold myself to the same, you know, level of activity or the standard or expectation or whatever else that maybe applies during different seasons, so to speak. And I've recently come back to beating and I've been enjoying it and the customers were still there. And I have quite a few people that have reached out and said, Hey, I, I think it's cool that you took time for yourself. And it was a great reminder that being human is never something that we should apologize for, right? If we have a machine, of course it can run year round at the same rate. A human though is not that way. We have so many different things. And even if it's at a moment where we're like, okay, I have the time and I have the money or I have the energy or I have whatever. If you still don't feel like it, you know, that's, that's just a true part of the experience. And it might not make sense. It might not be ideal with what we had planned. But if that's the reality, then that's what you're working with, right? And you hear me say this all the time, but the only place where we actually have any power to act is from reality, right? And if we deny the reality or keep, you know, acting in a way that doesn't quite fit with the reality, then we're not helping ourselves or anyone else out. All we're doing is playing pretend. And ultimately, we need to anchor ourselves back into reality before we can do anything very meaningful. Okay, so all of this is just to say that we too have seasons, we too have accommodations to make for ourselves. And sometimes trying to do everything results in really doing nothing and living in a way that feels less meaningful. And maybe the best thing we can do for ourselves is to slow down and to really become present with whatever exists in that moment as it exists. I'm going to leave you all with a little poem that I recently wrote on this topic. Um, I hope that it's something that maybe resonates with you. Here we go. The problem with slowing time is that you want to remain sped up within it. The only way to slow things is for you yourself to slow also. The Western Paradox. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I truly hope that you step away from this feeling a little more rooted in your reality. To follow along with my work, you can find me on Instagram at brook underscore being. If you're interested in contacting me for a private yoga or life coach consult, please send an inquiry to brookdavidsonyoga at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.